0: okay good morning hi can you hear me so good okay so my name is beth um for those of you that don't know me and i'm on the leadership team here at kic um and yeah it's just my privilege to be up here and just to sort of end our series our culture series um and as monica said this is the fifth of the five that we've gone through previously um and i don't think we've used this the image too much before. But I think it's a good image, this road, because it just really um, just indicates that um, we're on a a journey. Um, It kind of, a road sort of gives us direction um, and focus, and it's kind of a road map for us, these goals and then moving, I mean, sorry, these cultures and moving into our goals. um, So it's a good uh, visual there. So yeah, so then just recapping again, these are the, the cultures that we've we've gone through recently um, and we're ending with this one today and I just also wanted I just felt important to say that these aren't like standalone cultures these aren't sort of like five random things that we came up with that don't have anything to do with each other um, I think it's important to realize that just to reiterate we spent a lot of time as a leadership team last year just praying over these and just really seeking the Lord's wisdom as to what we, we are, are our strengths and so what we want to grow in and, and, and maybe new areas for us as well. <clears throat> so, so authenticity, I think as well, really links quite strongly actually to our mission statement, which is um, underneath, and I won't test you, I know many of us have left little blanks, but I hope by now we know the mission statement, um, that we are accepted and transformed to bring God's kingdom into our world. Um, and I just trust as I unpack this culture of authenticity that it really does link to being accepted, to being in a safe place where we feel we can be ourselves, um, and then that we're growing and changing, and, and as we're disciples of Christ, that we, we are bringing his, the good news to those around us, okay? So, so, yeah, so diving into authenticity, I feel really passionate about this. I think this is the one that I volunteered for or was volunteered for. Um, so I feel quite passionate about this, about this topic. So just to start off, um, what do we think authenticity means? Maybe if some of you start shouting out from where you are. Can, can anyone think of like a definition or some synonyms? Um, yes, real. Broad. do you want to move on to the next slide just that has the question? Yeah, there you go real yes definitely any other words that come to mind genuine yes true to self yeah original good yeah sorry original yeah yeah definitely they're all really great words so so rory can put the list up there of some other words that you've said and and some other words that we haven't said um And then just the little leather tag there, it's just again, and the shoes, (laughs) It's just to kind of bring that idea that, you know, in our society and in our cultures, we, you know, the things that we value, we put more value to things often, you know, we know when they're genuine. Sometimes we don't know when they're genuine, but we put value to things often, you know, things that maybe are hard to find, they're less of in the world, the kind of value goes up, you know, when it's 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 going to be more expensive for you to buy a real leather bag in the market or in the shop than it is a fake leather bag. And that's fine. I'm not saying anything because I've got plenty of things. But I'm not, I'm not actually sure whether this is genuine leather. <laughs> or no, it probably isn't. Genuine but it's just to kind of give you that visual of, you know, some of, of, of counterfeit and fake versus the idea of genuine and authentic. Um, so how how do any of you guys feel if you've... Been to a shoe shop or the market, and you've brought home what you thought is a real pair of Nikes, and you've spent quite a lot of money on these trainers, and you come home and you realise that maybe they're not real after all. How does it make you feel? <laughs> it's not a very good feeling. <laughs> these shoes, these are Rubens. He's not here today, so. But I don't think we actually know whether these no, are fake, fake. Are they fake? <laughs> they are fake. Okay, and I'm sure we paid what we thought was for the for a real pair of Nikes. So. Uh. <laughs> okay so so moving on so just to kind of bring home again the next slide just kind of brings home again this idea of um, of value and authentic authenticity in in sort of what we what we value sometimes in our cultures I have a diamond ring on here so in our culture it's customary to give it a, an engagement ring when you get engaged to the to the woman um, and so this is, uh, so in my research I realised that there are up to 13 ways that people who know what they're doing can authenticate whether a diamond is actually a real diamond or not. So, so we know there's a black market out there and there are blood diamonds as well that we need to look out, look out for. But as well as the cut and the clarity and the carrot and the colour, which I knew about, the four C's, I didn't know anything about the rest of the list. So. Um, It was quite interesting for me. Um, Just another way to let you know about authenticity in that sense. So if we just move on, I just wanted to give you a definition. I didn't actually go. Yeah, so the previous definition on on the slides before I'd found was a very brief brief and and short and sweet, and it said the quality of being real or true. But I think for us, we want to have a definition that we can all sort of be on the same page with, um, as a church family, and it 's to shine with truth, integrity, and purity, so it 's kind of in a nutshell with those three words coming together into one okay, and so then just moving on what does it what does a culture of authenticity actually mean briefly before I go further? so what does a culture of authenticity mean so I think sort of relevant to all of the cultures previously to now, these are values that we want to shape us. Am I right? Am I moving in and out? Oh, thank you. Okay, Okay, so these are values that we want to shape us, um, things that we want to be known by, sort of our DNA. I like to talk about it as our DNA. These are things that run really deep, and it doesn't mean it's to the exclusion of other... Virtues or other areas of growth or other fruits. We know there's the fruit of the spirits so We want to be known by all of those things as well, but these are values So when it, when we talk about culture of authenticity in particular We're talking about the integrity and the honesty and the purity and it's all about growing I think developing a culture of authenticity is all about growing um, An internal and an external transparency um, In us, okay, and I'll unpack that deeper as we go further but I think just to say top level internal um, you know can be those unseen things in us you know those things that are inside we know that the heart is where is like the wellspring so things that come out of us our speech they start inside so our thought life what we meditate on our relationship with God what we think about is our internal life that's what I'm referring to and then our ex the external transparency and authenticity is to do with what what we project outward. so our speech our actions how we treat people how we respond to people okay and then as I was reflecting on it I think I thought that it could actually be a dual meaning there because internal could also ref, refer to kind of you know within our own families within our church family within kind of these walls within our small groups and then externally again could be how we interact with those around us outside of our church family. So there's kind of a two two ways we can look at that. So yeah. So then it was quite interesting for me as I was looking at um, verses that I don't believe. Maybe Monica can correct me, but I haven't actually found the word authenticity itself in in the Bible in the New Testament certainly. Um, but there are many all these other words that we've spoken about that are there. You know. So all of these other things that we're supposed to be truthful and trustworthy and people that are walking uprightly people of integrity and I'm not going to read all these verses here but you can see in the red where I've highlighted these things are actually sort of to do with the internal authenticity that I was talking about what's in our conscience you know what's that we have a clear conscience and what we think about so I'll read Philippians 4, 8. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Okay. So now, what, what I'd like to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you three reasons why authenticity has got to be part of this church. Yeah, three reasons why it's good that we have authenticity as one of our cultures. And so basically, it's like me now advocating, <laughs> like you're the jury, and I'm sort of like saying, this is why we have to have this as our culture, as one of our cultures, okay? So the first one is because of the alternative. Because the alternative of not, of not um, prizing this as important. Is everything the opposite of what we've talked about? Yeah. So it's it's living with pretense, um, and it's being it's not being genuine, and and it's having a Christian veneer, perhaps that's only skin deep. Um, it's about it would be us presenting the right image of what we think we should be coming across as, or what we think other people should expect from us, when sometimes the reality of what of of what we're projecting isn't, is very different okay? and we can't do that we can't afford afford that for ourselves and for each other um, and for many of us perhaps we used to live that way perhaps before we knew Christ perhaps, I don't know if that's fresh on your minds or a long way back for me it's kind of just a transition since I was very young so I don't have a very marked you know, life sort of pre-Christ and post-Christ um, it's been a general growth for me, but for many of us we can think back to maybe when we had a just struggle, we were lying or we struggle with, with the image that we wanted to portray. Um, and also for many of us it could be that we've been in a church where we have felt that we couldn't be real, perhaps. I don't, I don't know many other churches other than our other um, Kampala International churches in Uganda but certainly in the UK I know there are many churches who are very well meaning but you can sort of go in the door and sort of go through the motions you know you stand up sing the song sit down stand up sing the song sit down do the do everything you take the communion thank you vicar on the way out and then you go home you know there's no sort of real genuine fellowship there's no real conversation afterwards perhaps no follow up oh let's meet for coffee you know I noticed you're not doing so well, let's meet for coffee in the week. And sometimes there's many churches that, where that's lacking. And I think for us, we really want to encourage a safe place where we can be open with one another. And in James 5:16, 16, um, the verse talks about confessing our sins to one another and being healed and made whole. And so we can only really um, experience that when we let people in, Yeah when we actually, um, obviously we confess our sins to God, but there's a place for confessing things to one another and being real with one another, and then experiencing that wholeness. Um, so who here knows everything about you? It's good to reflect. Is there anybody in our church family that knows those, those things about you that you don't really like to share very often or keep hidden? Yeah. So we end up often in church wearing masks, Um, But real community and connections happen when we take them off Uh, differently from these masks, (laughs) the metaphorical masks. (laughs) So we can't afford to. So my first point really is to say we can't afford not to be authentic because it's too costly. Okay. And then moving on to the second point as to why um, I feel strongly that authenticity should be part of our church culture is because it's powerful okay so to tell our story to use our words to be brave enough to say some things um to to, you know using our wisdom and, and sharing things with where it's appropriate in our relationships it's really powerful in our discipleship classes with someone who mentors us with within our marriages within our small groups um and just to illustrate this roy and i were running a marriage group with a few couples here um a year and a half two years ago or so um and a real core tenet of that group when we met was that this is a confidential place, this is a safe place, because you know in a marriage course, you know that things will come up, that you're gonna discuss personal things and private things and things where you've grown and you've developed and mistakes you've made, and you just want to have, feel safe that that information isn't gonna go anywhere. So, um, it's just important for us to know that we can be real. Um, For many of us, it's the first time that some of us can actually be honest, yeah? And it's just, um, it's our right, really, as members of this church to be able to be, to have a safe place where we can be real, where we're accepted, where we're loved, um, where people love us enough. I'm sure the people who've been in the discipleship group, there's a real bond there. You feel that love of like, oh, these people are with me. (laughs) They're going to, they want to see me grow and change. Um, and so I think, um, if anyone doesn't know Christ here today, I think please come to one of us afterwards and talk to us, because there's just a real power in, obviously, ultimately being accepted and forgiven by Christ himself, and then moving on to, to that with one another as well. So please come to us afterwards if, if you don't know Christ as your personal saviour. Okay? So that's points, just to say, it is it's a powerful thing, authenticity. And then thirdly, authenticity in the church brings—it it, it brings fruit, it brings joy. Yeah, there's a certain lightness about it. In one Corinthians 15, um, oh, that's not that bit, I've got it here. One Corinthians 15, that love rejoices with the truth. Okay, there's a certain lightness about it that brings joy. That sometimes, you know, when that weight lifts off your shoulder, that you've—even um, with one person—that you've you've been real about something. And many of us put so much effort into living the right way um, that it's quite hard work. It can be quite burdensome you know, when you're keeping something in and you're not, you're, not, you're not sharing it. In 1 Thessalonians 5, I think that verse is up there, verse 5, um, you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So keeping things hidden often robs us Of energy and of joy okay and some of us are carrying weights um of of our hidden lives and are secretly burdened perhaps like i was speaking about marriage it could be anything to do with our marriage our children maybe addictions that we might have or have had in the past certain worries or anxieties perhaps our job situation our financial situation um and so that's a danger if we feel isolated and we're carrying those things without sharing them. So, you're not meant to carry those burdens alone. And so, with integrity and authenticity, it helps make the church a more fun place to be. (laughs) Yeah, and godliness and purity. Um, I just wanted to make the point as well, it's okay to start where you're at. So, it's a lie to believe, oh, if I come to church, I can't share this. I can't, you know, I need to be here. I need to be X, Y down the road before I can share anything. And that's a lie, so don't believe that either. We're accepted right where we are. Okay, so let's take off our masks and be who God has made us to be. Okay, and then I just want to move on to things that can undermine a culture of authenticity. And there's a list there. I'm not going to go through all of the list, but maybe just um, to touch on a few of them. One of them. (laughs) Maybe the second one, introspection, um, it can be, this can be linked to maybe just circumstantial or our, maybe our temperament. Some of us who may be more introverted might sort of tend to mull things over in our minds a little bit more and then we can tend to think about ourselves. And sometimes that comes out. And, and I think all of us need to just exercise wisdom because what I'm, what I'm not saying with authenticity is that with every person you meet you're gonna tell everything <laughs> so I'm not saying you know the person who greets you in the morning and then the next person and your colleague at work and you're not gonna when, when someone says how are you I want you to be honest so I'm not saying don't say oh I'm not doing great but you don't need to tell your whole life history or your, your whole past week history to every single person. That's not what I'm, I'm saying, that's exercise wisdom. And I think sometimes the person who's more introspective um, can tend to do that. And that's something I've grown in over my life. I like to be very honest. And I don't like a lot of idle chit-chat. So often when I speak with someone, I do want to be, have integrity and kind of say. But I don't, I've learned over the years the boundaries. And where to exercise wisdom and not need to say everything to everybody um so yeah and the other things you can read there these are other um sort of barriers for growing authenticity in the church it could be sort of unforgiveness or shame on our own part Um, you can read those so yeah so the antidote to these barriers uh, and we've talked about this before. I know Rory feels Rory mentions this a lot when he's up here. and It's really important: is our identity in Christ. So the, the more rooted we are in our identity in Christ, and knowing who we are, that we're accepted, that we're loved, that we don't need to perform for our value, and then plus the relationships that we develop, is, is are the keys, part of the keys for developing authenticity in the church. Okay, and then the next slide, just moving on. I just wanted to read this verse from 1 John 1, verse 6. And it just really highlights a lot of what we've been talking about. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, and then moving on, I know um, many of us will be familiar with psalm 139 maybe go away and read some of these scriptures today and reflect on them Um, and 139 verse 17 says how precious to me are your thoughts O god how vast is the sum of them and then i've also highlighted here verse 23 search me O god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So that just really drives home that point of just being known by God and that that intimacy and that relationship that we develop with Him and that just security in knowing, you know, that we're safe and that we're accepted, that impacts also our our interaction with others. You know, when we know that we really care about what God thinks of us, then we're like inviting His thoughts about us, you know, and and like saying, okay, Lord, just, you know, and there's that gentle conviction, not condemnation, because that's from Satan, but that gentle conviction from the Holy Spirit, when we can invite that intimacy and be open to that, um, that's also about that internal authenticity that I was talking about. Okay, so... We're moving towards the wrapping up here. So, how do we grow and nurture this culture at KIC Laboa? Okay, so I've touched on a lot of things. Things, and this list is really to do with the relationships that we have. So, um, you know, in the groups. So, really encourage each of us to. You know, I know we're getting back to the getting meeting together in person and things. Um, but really think about joining a small group or a home group during the week if you, if you're not part of one and really maybe reach out to some, someone and say, oh, hey, I really need just once a month, I'd love to have you sort of mentoring me or you know, meeting up for coffee. Um, I think we've talked about having maybe some men's and women's groups at some point in the near future, maybe meeting all together and then splitting off and there's room for that. A certain amount of sort of intimacy and authenticity can happen in those sorts of groups as well. So, and also it's about us modeling to one another this culture you know, asking for forgiveness where we've made mistakes, you know, and being open about that, being verbal about that, taking risks. Okay. So the last slide is a a quote that I found recently. I don't know this writer. He's an American playwright, an American writer that I think died in the 80s, maybe. James Arthur Baldwin. And this quote was quite poignant. It says, Love takes off masks that we fear we cannot live without, and know we cannot live within. So it's quite, you've got to get your head around it. I'll just read it again. Love takes off masks that we fear we cannot live without, and yet know that we cannot live within. So I hope I've unpacked that for you, made authenticity a little bit clear. I know it's a long word, but hopefully I've unpacked it for you. And maybe Roy can come on.
1: This be really good, isn't it? <laughs> she speaks far more clearly than me, doesn't she? <laughs> far better, Steve. Um, just as Beth was preparing, um, we just we were discussing it a bit and just thinking it would be really good just to do a bit of ministry into this. We've got quite a bit of time today. Um, so I just want to spend five, ten minutes just doing a bit of ministry with you guys. Um, Trina, I haven't given you a heads up. Where's Trina? She. Would you would you be able to, and the band, would you mind guys you guys be able to come up and just um, lead us in a worship song in a second? Particularly when Beth was unpacking Psalm 139, um, I just thought it was so poignant. And I just felt that there was just a real anointing uh, this morning for us as a church on that verse. Um, and the sense of knowing God's precious thoughts towards us. But God also searching our hearts and bringing a sense of conviction in our lives about where to grow in. This, this whole topic of authenticity that Beth has talked about, you know, often when I've talked up here, I said, you know, I love the culture of honor. You always hear me talk about identity and honor. But it comes in hand in hand with, with other cultures, uh, kingdom cultures in the church. And one of those is, is um, authenticity. And authenticity just gives a sense of foundation for the church to walk into freedom. Does that make sense? If you have a church that doesn't have authenticity, where you can't be real where you fear you're going to be rejected. You just can't mature in Christ. You can't move forward because you've got no starting place. Does that make sense? It has to be somewhere where you start. And I think the fear is, oh, but, but Rory, if you knew where I was, you know, I'm down in the valley and it's, I, I feel so embarrassed. and I've been a Christian for this many years and I'm, I'm, I'm here at the bottom of, of, of the valley and I, I can't tell anyone. That's, that's not the truth. God loves you wherever you are. And we all know life goes like this, doesn't it? It, it just goes uh, up and down and I can, I, you know, even this last week I, I had a situation at work um, which was horrific and I promise you I was down here at the bottom of the valley of life um, but the week before I was up here, you know, so I, as we go into this and we, we're going to push into worship in a minute, as we go through the worship and just choose one of those four that you've practiced if you want, uh, whichever one you feel lends itself, As you worship God, I want you to push in. As you're pushing into God, I want you to ask God, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to do this for us, to to just bring a sense of conviction in our lives about where we are right now. And there's a couple of questions. Question one is, are you being authentic? Are you being authentic with yourself? Are you being authentic with your family? Are you being authentic with your friends? Are you being authentic in the church? And if you're not, I'm not judging you, but I, I want to then ask you, if you're not, what can you do about that? And it might just be, I just need to build a relationship that I trust, okay? So I might think, okay, I just haven't done that. So if you're not trusting, then you need to work through that and think, okay, well, God, who who can I get some time with? What small group can I be involved in? How can I get involved in ministry in some way and move forward in this? Because God loves you too much to leave you where you are right now, yeah? He wants you to walk into freedom. It's incredibly, incredibly powerful. And there's not many churches, and I'm not saying we're the best church at all. I'm sure sure we're not. Uh, And again, but... But there's very few churches where you can walk in and be loved and valued and be authentic and be the real self. That so take the opportunity this morning as we go into worship and then to time ministry to be able to have a chance to do that. Okay? And we're going to get a chance to just pray for each other at the end of that. Does that sound good? I well, Does that sound good? Good for Alistair and Monica. That's good. Everyone else, I hope it's good for you as well. Okay, so we're just going to let us in the worship. Let's stand up. Um, and Holy Spirit, just pray just come now and just bring your presence us and uh, we just pray that we all get touched in some sense uh, in our walk with you today father god thank you jesus